Hey everybody, Kevin Albrecht here, founder of Keep Until, uh, doing another podcast for you. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar, and for those of you who probably are familiar, if you're listening to this, <coughs> Keep Until is the app that we're building uh, to help you get over your ex by getting those photos of that you're holding on to and keep looking at and that are keeping you from getting over them. Uh, we're going to keep those until uh, your heart and mind and soul is in a better place. Uh, and you're ready to delete them or look at them again without uh, causing you that pain that often it does. So I'm doing a podcast today, and I thought I would try something a little bit different than the normal ones that I do. Um, for those of you who are interested to uh, know a little bit more about me, I thought I would share uh, a story about me that I've told to many people, and many of my good friends and many people know this, and it kind of gives a little insight into an event that happened in my life. And this is a story about the time uh, that I had a home invader. So this was uh, about, let's see, 11 years ago, uh, and back at a time when I was married, uh, my wife then, uh, she was pregnant with our second child. Um, and our oldest, she was probably, well, she was probably two, thereabouts. Well, I guess it would have been, yeah, she was about two. So, uh, my ex-wife at the time, so she was very, very pregnant. Um, and if any of those, those of you who have been pregnant or have known pregnant people, um, or been around them or certainly tried to sleep next to one of them, um, n know that it can be uh, what I, I would kind of joke around that what used to be I had a third of the bed uh, became a quarter of the bed so um, there wasn't a lot of room for me to sleep comfortably so I, I was sleeping on the couch we lived in this uh, really pretty small house um, in the suburbs of Kansas City um, kind of so small that it was almost as if you could like kind of pivot, you know, almost like a basketball player, like in, you could have one foot in the family room and you could kind of pivot around and almost touch every other room in the house. Uh, it was a great little house, but it was a little house. And so the, the couch was in the family room and it was right next to um, our bedroom, um, which was just off of the living room. And so I was laying there uh, sleeping on the couch. It was about one o'clock in the morning. Um, and we had this dog, uh, named Fritz, Fritz the Wonder Mutt. Uh, she was awesome. And uh, she was sitting there sleeping next to me. And I wake up because I can hear her um, nails kind of click, 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 click on the, on the hardwood floors. And I've now since had uh, laser surgery on my eyes, but at that time I had glasses and I um, had horrible eyesight, right? So, I mean, I was never one of those people that could like, say, you know, oh, hold on a second, my glasses are on the other side of the room and walk over and go get them. If I don't have my glasses, I basically would have to sit down because I couldn't move or say anything. So it's about 1 o'clock in the morning, and Fritz's nails are click, 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 click all over the, all over the floor. Um, and I wake up to, see, you know, see what's going on, and uh, Fritz is kind of wagging her tail, and here's this kid, a young man, standing uh, basically at the foot of the couch looking at me and I absolutely scared me to death so I jump up um, and grab him um, by the the shirt and up by the sh shoulders and so I'm about five foot ten 
and this guy was about 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, um, seeing he's probably, I don't know, 18 years old or so, young guy. Um, and I so I jump up and I grab him and I push him um, into uh, the into the wall. And Fritz, of course, the who was the nicest dog, uh, not the brightest, and clearly a awful protection dog or a watchdog. Uh, she's sitting there jumping around, thinking this is all exciting. And so I grab this guy and I push him into the wall. And, you know, I'm looking up at him, and I'm yelling and using every profanity I can think of. Uh, and at, basically asking, you know, what the hell are you doing in my house? You know, what are you doing? And I'm grabbing him, and he's sitting there looking at me and, like, almost patting me on the shoulders, right? So because he's that much taller than me. So I'm pushing him into the wall and, you know, saying, you got to get out. What are you doing here? Get out of here. And he's pushing, tapping me on the shoulders. And, and, I'm, and he's like, sir, sir. I'm sorry, and he just kind of keeps apologizing to me. By this time, of course, my uh, then wife has woken up, and she's you know eight months pregnant. She comes walking, you know, running out into the family room in our kitchen. By this time, we were kind of by we had this really small kitchen, um, and she's yelling and you know screaming and what's going on? What are you doing? What are you doing? And uh, and I'm just yelling at this guy, you know, to get out of the house, and he's patting my shoulders, and he's like, sir. I can't. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Meanwhile, um, my ex uh, picks up the phone and dials 911. He sees this, and I, like, she's on the phone. She's like, I don't know, 10 feet away. And he's like, what's she doing? And I go, oh, she's just calling her dad. <laughs> he goes, he goes, no, she's not. She called 911. And that's when I'm like, I'm now by this time, like, I'm still holding on to this guy's shirt. And he has his hands on my shoulders, and I'm telling like, you got to get out of here. And he's like, I can't. My uh, girlfriend took some peels. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about, peel? And I'm thinking, like, I don't know, is this some new drug that, you know, I know nothing about? Um, and, you know, because I was probably about 30 at the time, so I'm, you know, like, I'm not the hippest guy. And uh, he's like, she took some peels. I'm like, what the hell are peels? And he's like, pills. Uh, so I grab him, and me, mind you, again, so he's probably 6'3", six, 6'4", six, at least 200 pounds. So I have him by the shirt, and I kind of, quote-unquote, am pulling him now across the living room so I can see and what's, you know, look out the window because I can see the uh, cops, the lights are going on. And I'm like, oh, how, you know, how are the, there's no way the police are here. My wife then is still on the phone with him. And, uh, and he won't, he, like, then he's walking with me as if almost like taking a dog by, like, Fritz by the leash. Like, he's just kind of coming with me. Now, if he had not wanted to, he easily could have stopped. So, I go there, I'm looking out the window, he's like, sir, and again, he's, like, patting my shoulders again. And he's like, my girlfriend took the, some pills, and she overdosed, uh, and she called 911 on herself, and I'm on probation, and if I get caught with that, I'm going back to jail. And so, again, I'm holding him by the shirt and looking, and I was like, hey, man, you, fine, but you can't be here. You cannot be in my house. And I was like, go hide in the garage. And he's like, well, as soon as, as, soon as I get into your garage, you're just going to tell the cops that I'm here. And I'm like, no, no, we've all had our run-ins with the law. You just go. And so I'm grabbing him out through the back door. Uh, by the kitchen, there's a door that kind of goes down to the basement a little bit, 
and then the garage is right after that. So I take him, and I'm like, just get into my garage. Just you cannot be inside this house. I take him and uh, take him down to the garage. He opens then the door to the backyard, and this kid ran. I don't know how far it is. Uh, let's call it a hundred feet. That he went uh, from the back door of my garage to the back my back fence, say a hundred feet away. It looked to me like this kid took four steps to get there. So he's looking out, looks out the door, runs, and one, two, three, four. Hits the fence with the top, has his hand on the top of the fence and his foot up there and up and over, jumps the jumps that fence and then runs through the back door neighbor's yard and does the same thing to their gate, jumps over that. Meanwhile, the police department, they're running so I'm standing there and I yell, I can see these other cops. There's cops in the neighbor's yard, and I'm like, he's he's over here. I kid you not, this police officer crawled over the fence from the other neighbor's house, which was like an eight-foot high wood fence. And you want to think like the biggest stereotype of an out-of-shape cop you can ever imagine uh, is crawling over <laughs> this thing. Like it only would have been better like if like donuts had fallen out of his out of his vest. Um, <laughs> so he's crawling over there, and I'm like, he went that way. They sit there and they just look at this and they're like, huh. So the guy kind of make, and they don't do anything. So I'm standing there, of course, as all people at 1 o'clock in the morning who are talking to the police then, I'm doing what? Yes, I'm standing there in my underwear uh, in my yard. It would have been perfect had, like, the TV show Cops been right there um, with the light, you know, on the camera and everything. And you always wonder, like, why are these guys always in their underwear? I'm telling you, there I was standing in my underwear um, just telling the police what happened. So I kind of go through this whole situation, and I'm telling him, you know, about the guys patting my shoulders, and, and he's like, well, uh, the police officer is like, well, would he let you leave? And I said, I, I don't know whether he would let me leave. I just, I didn't want him in the house. And so he's like, oh, well, it's really just kind of trespassing. I was like, the guy broke into my house. And he's like, well, how did he get into the house? He broke in? Well, guess what genius Kevin did? I forgot to lock the back door. So, technically, this guy didn't break into my home. He walked in uninvitedly. Uh, and then, when I basically asked him to leave, eventually he did. So, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You know, that I just go through this whole deal. And he's like, yeah, sorry about that. Um, so they're like, well, we'll go, you know, we'll see if we can find him. And I was like, it's the, I th it's the neighbor kid's friend. Like, he was just partying over at his house. And they're like, oh. So they go over to talk to the neighborhood. I go in, you know, and try to go to bed and everything. And this is on a Friday night. And we're living, you know, this is kind of a small town of a neighborhood, right? It's just, it's suburbs. I mean, Kansas City's a big city, but um, you don't have much of a police department. So to go the next morning, find out what's going on, uh, I go to the convenience store that's <laughs> just down the street um, from the, from my house uh, and sit there for five minutes knowing eventually a police officer is going to show up. So I sit there for five minutes and I wait uh, for the police officer to show up. And lo and behold, here comes a guy. And so I say, you know, excuse me, officer. 
and tell him who I am and where I live. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we heard about that in the morning briefing. And, um, yeah, we're trying to find, you know, find the guy. Uh, and, you know, and I again tell him about, well, he's asked the neighbor kid. He's his friend. So um, I, they find out who the kid is, and then the detective comes and talks to me. Okay, so we're going to jump forward. They say he has a court date on this date. And uh, so I go to court on that date just because I want to see this guy. And I'm kind of sitting in the very back of the courtroom, um, you know, kind of out of the way. And I see the guy walk in. In my heart, you know, I was almost like PTSD, right? I'm just like reliving this um, moment. My heart's racing, and I see him, and he kind of goes up, and he sits down in the front. And so I'm kind of waiting through, and they're calling, you know, this, it's a uh, municipal court. So they're just kind of calling people up. And all of a sudden, they say this guy, a name, which isn't the name of the guy that's on my ticket, you know, the ticket that I have or a copy of it. And this guy goes and stands up, and the judge says, uh, so you're here for... A, a, a DUI, and the guy says, uh, yes, officer, and he goes through this thing, and I was like, well, hold on. I was like, that, that's, he's not here for DUI. This guy, guy broke into my house. Turns out that wasn't the guy. The guy who broke into my house never showed up for court that day, and I'm telling you, I would have bet everything in my little house um, that that was the guy. As soon as I saw him, I thought for sure that is absolutely him. I'm like reliving the moment, uh, and it really shed some light uh, on the fact if you ever hear, you know, that someone was an eyewitness or you know to a crime or this is what they saw. Um, there's a lot of really neat uh, YouTube videos uh, out there that talk about eyewitnesses. Uh, and man, it made a believer out of me that I do not believe uh, an eyewitness at all nowadays uh, because I was face to face with this guy for five minutes or so and when he walked in the courtroom I, w I just swore like yep that's absolutely the guy so uh in the end uh what happened is the guy ended up getting uh caught uh another they issued a warrant for him and they caught him uh and he went to jail uh for that warrant and i guess it then had something didn't help that he then had this you no know, showed for this little municipal deal um so uh, that was it. That's my story. Um, I kind of—I've shared that with a lot. It was a pretty, hero, you know, pretty scary um, situation, um, but one that uh, always stands out in my mind. If I—if we were going to tell a story about being afraid or scared, or you know, um, what you're able to do um, when you're protecting your family or um, you know the people you care about, um, that you really kind of—it's amazing that you don't. Um, you know, that you just are able to react. Um, and the other thing that comes to my mind is I thank God that I did not uh, have a gun uh, and that I didn't go and shoot this kid because he was uh, scared and he was high. Um, and if I had shot and killed him, although I'm sure here in Kansas I would have been well within my rights, uh, I would be uh, dealing with that for the rest of my life, that I had, that I had killed somebody. Um, so, uh, that's my story. Uh, again, if you uh, aren't familiar with Keep Until, please check us out at uh, keepuntil.com. Follow us on Twitter at keepuntil. Um, you know, email me, contact at keepuntil.com. Uh, if you have any requests or questions or want more information about the app, uh, development's coming along well. We're working on the uh, user interface now. 
So I don't know. We're, we're hoping to get it out. But uh, that's all I have. Uh, until next time, you guys keep until uh, and keep going strong. Thanks. <laughs>